Hey everyone, it's Kaki Purdue with Look Both Ways Financial. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, we are on a mission to help you feel safe, strong, and secure managing your own money. Today, our question comes from Todd. He says, hey, Kaki, I listen to the 50-50 podcast. I pretty much get invested in the stock market, but I really don't know anything about bonds. Can you explain them to me in regular English? Thanks, Todd. Todd, thank you so much for your question, and I really appreciate you writing in. I will do my best to give this in very plain English. At its most basic, a bond is a way for the government or a company to raise money. We will pay them some money to buy the bond. They get to use our money. They are going to pay us some interest rate. And then at a later date, they are going to repay the bond in full to us. Along the way, they're just making interest-only payments. Bonds can be issued by the U.S. government, by a state or local government, or by an individual company. Now, when we go and buy an individual bond, there's always risk that that company could miss an interest payment or the company could go bankrupt, and that is known as default risk. The bonds issued by the U.S. government are backed by the full faith and credit of our U.S. government. And I suppose there's a tiny risk that government could be shut down and there could be an interest payment missed. But U.S. government debt is pretty much thought of as default risk free. So let's say that you want to buy a bond from the U.S. government. You can buy government bonds directly through the website www.treasurydirect.gov or you could buy a bond inside your brokerage account. For example, I use Fidelity and I can buy U.S. Treasuries inside my IRA or inside my Roth IRA or inside my brokerage investment account. All right, U.S. Treasuries have different names based on their maturity. So a T-bill will mature in four weeks to one year. The interest rate for T-bills is fixed. And if you buy a T-bill on treasurydirect.gov, you can buy them in increments of $100. Now, if you buy them at your brokerage account, then perhaps you buy them in increments of $1,000. So if you want to buy $10,000 worth of T-bills, you buy 10 T-bills because you're buying them at $1,000 a pop. Now, let's say the interest rate is 5% and you want to invest $1,000. So if you held that for a full year, then you would earn $50 of interest on your $1,000 bond that you have for one year. Rather than you pay $1,000 and then them paying you the interest and then paying you their $1,000 back at the end, it's just more convenient for the federal government to discount the bond. And so when you buy it, they're going to charge you like for easy math, somewhere close to $950. And then rather than paying you interest, when they pay you the bond, whenever it's due, they would pay you $1,000 at the end. And that would include your interest that you've earned. That It's just more convenient for the, for the government. So if you're buying short-term T-bills, I just want you to be aware you're going to buy them at a discount and then they'll they'll pay you the value of the bond and the interest all at all at maturity. 
So that's the T-bill. If the maturity is between two and 10 years, then it's called a treasury note. And then lastly, treasury bonds are sold for either 20 or 30 years. So again, you can buy a T-bill, a T-note, or a T-bond, and they can generically just be referred to as U.S. Treasuries. If you buy a U.S. Treasury through your brokerage account, like maybe you're using Vanguard, you could choose to hold the Treasury until it matures, or you can sell it at any time on the secondary market. Selling bonds is so much easier to do if you own it inside your brokerage account versus owning it inside the treasurydirect.gov account. Just something to be aware of. All right, so let's talk some more about bond basics. Each bond, as I said, has a stated interest rate. That interest rate is fixed until maturity when the bond is paid back. And because bonds can be sold before they mature, the money that you receive upon selling the bond will fluctuate on a day-to-day basis. So the sale price of the bond is going to depend on whatever the current interest rate environment is and the length of time before the bond matures. Let's use an example. What if you purchased $10,000 of a 20-year U.S. Treasury bond back in 2021? The fixed interest rate might have been around 2.5% back then, and you would earn 2.5% each year on your $10,000 bonds. But now it's 2024, and the interest rate on a new 20-year U.S. Treasury bond might be 4.8%. These are not exact. They're in the ballpark, but it's just an example. So why would somebody want to buy your bond that's only paying 2.5% when they can buy a brand new shiny bond today paying them 4.8%? So if you really need to sell your 2.5% bond that $10,000 original price is going to need to be discounted pretty heavily for somebody to be willing to buy that bond to make up for the lower interest rate. And so that's that's our interest rate rule when we look at bonds. As interest rates go up, the value of your existing bond will go down. And the opposite is also true. If interest rates are going down, then the value of your bond will go up. Think of a seesaw. When the interest rate goes up, the value of the bond goes down. That's important to understand that relationship because bonds have a secondary market value. All right, that's the 101 for U.S. Treasuries. Corporate bonds are issued by companies, and the interest rate of a corporate bond should generally be higher because there is more default risk. If the financials of a company are a little shaky, then their bonds might get the term junk bond or a high yield bond. They kind of mean the same thing. But those are just bonds issued by companies, and it could be also a local government, but the repayment status has higher risk. Bonds can be issued by state and local governments as well. These are called municipal bonds, or sometimes we just call them munis for short. So a muni bond is usually exempt from federal income tax. And if you buy a muni bond from your state, then the interest is usually state income tax free as well. Let's now talk about the taxability of bonds. So outside of muni bonds, 
Interest income from the fixed income of the bond is always going to be taxed as ordinary income taxes. That's if the bond's held outside of a retirement account. If interest rates go way down and the value of your bond goes way up, and then you decide to sell that bond early, then the appreciation in the price of the bond, then that could be taxed at a lower long-term capital gain rate as long as you've held the bond for a sufficient period of time. Now, if a bond is inside an IRA or inside another retirement account, then there's no tax due on the interest or on selling a bond inside your IRA, inside the retirement account until you take the money out at retirement. I want you to be aware of just a few more things. Sometimes a bond is callable. It's just a feature of a bond. It's added when interest rates are kind of high. The company issuing the bond or the city issuing the bond has a right to call the bond and repay it sooner. And they usually would want to do this if interest rates have gone way down. It's like refinancing a mortgage when interest rates go down. This bond is callable and it means that they have the right, not not us, but they have the right to pay off the bond early. There are also convertible bonds. In this instance, a company would issue a bond and it has a convertible feature, which allows the company to have, they have the right to convert that bond into common stock or equity. And it's usually the company that gets to make this decision. So if you don't want your bond to be converted into equity, then don't buy a bond with a convertible feature. Don't buy a convertible bond. And if you don't want your bond to be paid back early, then don't buy a callable bond. So everything that we've been talking about thus far is individual bonds. There are also bond funds. And with a bond fund, you know, some smart folks on Wall Street buying a basket of bonds and they package them together as a bond fund. And you as the buyer get to have exposure to a bunch of different types of bonds could be, it could all be from different companies, or it could be a compilation of company bonds and muni bonds and U.S. treasuries. But the bond fund is similar concept to a mutual fund with stocks. So Todd, if you don't want to manage individual bonds, then you can always buy a total market bond fund, or you could use just a blended bond fund of U.S. treasuries. The advantage is that it's easy if you buy a bond fund and you get full diversification. The disadvantage to a bond fund is that the interest earned by the bond fund is going to be changing all the time. This is because the manager of the fund is buying and selling bonds as they mature. There's always bonds that are going to be maturing and they're replacing those bonds with whatever the current interest rate environment is. Again, going back to the disadvantage, you don't know what your interest rate is going to be, and the interest rate could completely change in two or five years, depending on the average maturity of the bonds inside that bond fund. And if you buy an individual bond, let's say you buy an individual 10-year U.S. Treasury, your interest rate is fixed, and you know exactly what interest you're going to be earning on that bond over a period of time. So Todd, hopefully this podcast was helpful to you and hopefully it's helpful to the rest of our listeners. 
If any of you have questions out there, please email me at khaki, K-A-K-I, at lookbothwaysfin.com. And we will be happy to answer your question on the podcast in the future. Our music is composed by Noah Jacobs, and please stay tuned for the all-important disclosure. Thank you for joining Look Both Ways Financial for this podcast. All content contained in this podcast is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any one individual. All performance references are historical and does not guarantee any future results. All indices are unmanaged and cannot be invested in directly. Make sure you consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Neither Khaki Purdue or Look Both Ways Financial accept any responsibility for any loss which may arise from the use of information in this podcast. Although Khaki Purdue is a CPA, Look Both Ways Financial is not a CPA firm.